0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 29th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I am your host, Katie M. King. With me is my co-host, Will Terps. How's it going, y'all? And tonight's guest, ladies and gentlemen, we have Sasan DeCordy from Sweet Life Distro. Yeah, man. It's uh I'm I'm glad you said yes, bro. It's it's been a long time since I've seen you and talked to you. I'm I'm really excited to hear uh what you got going on, man, and your story. Likewise, likewise. Yeah. So uh we can go ahead and skip the Will and I intro so we're all right here right now. Um, how's it been going, man? Like what's uh what's up with Sweet Life Distro?
1: <laughs> I mean, we've actually been doing a lot of things. Uh, we actually just came off this uh our first Canna Academy event that they've been uh, putting together and I think they're going to move forward to doing every quarter. And it's like a bud tender or, you know, educational, but not just for bud tenders, anybody that works for the dispensaries really, but yeah. just to get a better idea of products and get them in, pl- in front of the manufacturer basically. So we represent a handful of companies that- probably close to 20, like, package products and or farms. And okay. sometimes it's, you know, good to see, like, the actual manufacturer and see, well, you know, the people that are passionate behind their product not just the people selling it, but the people actually making it that came up with these ideas. Yeah. So we had about a 100 people from the Portland metro area come around, a handful of people from, like, Salem, Albany area, uh, a handful of shops from Bend came for like this four hour informal thing it was really cool they basically like a report card it went around asked questions and then like the actual the the companies like signed off like a little report card we fed them lunch they got like a gift box it was in like a middle metal uh lunch box tin like a lunchbox. lunch box it was kind of cool it was all absolutely free. they didn't have to pay for anything they just signed up on um so you know i I think it was really good you know it was good and a lot of there was a lot of like good interaction between other shops that you know like making friendships you saw people talking and comparing things that they you know it was it was pretty cool
0: yeah man i like stuff like that it's good to educate people especially if they're new because there's no there is no class or academy so that's the
1: The products are always changing and like things are developing so fast and with everything out there, it's, you know, it's kind of hard to just like kind of stay up on stuff like that. I think every professional field needs or needs or has things like that. Right. So it's, yeah. it's really fun to go to things and get like stoned and like get free shit and like hang out. But it's also going to good to like learn and have, you know, interaction with things like that. You know, doctors do it. Yeah. insurance salesmen do that you know i think every every industry has something along the lines like that and you know i think it shows that we're not just about going out and just selling products and you know we can educate people on the product they're going to be able to then sell more products to that you know and it's like a daisy chain effect
0: that's how i see it i agree okay so uh I wanted to, uh, can I tell everybody how I met you? Is that okay if we, if we backtrack a little bit and then go back to what you guys got? Oh, yeah, man. Let's do it. Come okay. on. Okay, cool. So, ladies and gentlemen, I was managing this dispensary called The Farm Shop, and it was on Barber. Um, Nectar ended up buying them out. And while I was working at The Farm Shop, Sasan came through. Um, he said, what's up? And he grabbed some nugs, and he gave me his card and he was the intake and inventory guy down the street at Human Collective. So I was like, okay, cool. So when they got bought out by Nectar, everybody got let go. They kept like two people. Um so I started applying for jobs and I ended up getting the job at Human Collective as the intake and inventory guy. I met a dude who worked here, man. What's up? They're like, "Yeah, he he left. You you got his job." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "Where did he go?" And the uh the management was just like, I don't know, you got some property in Venonia. so he's doing. It. So he's like, "Fuck this job, I'm growing some weed." Hell yeah, dude! I was like, <laughs> "Hell yeah, that's tight." You know what I mean? I, I, I can't wait to run into him again. And I, and then the next time I ran into you, it was like, uh, it was Dope Cup, I think. And the fucking line was like around the block. It was down there on Burnside, and I was there with my lady and she, and uh, we were just standing in line. And then I noticed who was standing in line in front of me. It was you, man. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, Sesan. he's like, dude, do you want some seeds? And you had like the rainy days. You had, you had some seeds and you. Hooked yeah, up. yeah, that was all my medical stuff. Yeah, dude. I was like, thanks, dude. And then I swear to God, like, you got a text or something. And you're like, dude, let's go to the front of the line. And I'm like, yeah. what? He's like, let's go. You know what I mean? And we ran to the front of the line and we walked right through, dude. Yeah. It was it was super dope yeah dude i was like fuck yeah it was so dope and then the next time i ran into you after that was my guy sweeney shout out to sweeney with the cashier he he had a a harvest party there at his uh shop there on uh, it's right off a it's right off a barber too it's like little south of there it is right off of corbett corbett yeah by the south of swan mart there right 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 underneath there you you want to hear a funny story about that building
1: what's uh? so that building is owned by my kid's grandparents wow <laughs> on your so your your lady's parents your in-laws yeah no my just my daughter's my like my daughter's mom my ex-wife but like uh, her okay. grandparents owned like a bunch of property over there that like, used to be a sailboat shop and then when i went to that prop that party i it was like cash and i was familiar with the company but like i showed up there with uh goliath glass and i was like what the fuck i've been here
0: before yeah Uh, that's dope man and and then when i saw you there i was like dude what's up you know what i mean because i I was like man how's it going in vernonia this and that and you were just man i jobbed up and i'm like what and you're like man all all the free swag on the tables you see like that's the company i work for right now i'm like damn and you you were just talking about how much investment they had i was like man it's It's like David and Goliath and I don't really have a stone to throw or anything. I mean, yeah,
1: I mean, like, so when I was with Human Collective and stuff and we're, I mean, we're backtracking, this is before Wreck was even voted in. Yeah. So medical days was cool, you know, and that was like a wild west. Yeah. And now we're just in the west, it's just not so much wild.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: But, you know, I had to, like, really look at it. i if I could get, you know, getting the money to invest, like, you know, $100,000, $200,000 into, like, a small grow, that's not something that really was concerning. The concerning part is then, like, losing $300,000 and not having anything to show for it and then being yeah. in debt and then being like, okay, what do you So yeah. instead of trying to, like, really hustle and bustle that route, you know, there was a short period of time where I thought I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to have, like, a rec grow, do all this stuff, but, you know, it didn't solidify
0: yeah, same. But I was, yeah. I was same.
1: fortunate, fortunate enough to then just you know kind of use my skill set because I had already been selling and distributing my own products for like two years throughout the state. Yeah. I went to go work for uh, Ryan and Kevin Walsh, who had the CO two company, who I also met while I was working at Human Collective, because awesome. they were just two brothers slinging bait pens out of their car. Yeah, and you know so. I, you know, was able to do that. And, you know, since then, I've been doing distribution pretty consistently. So That's dope, but, man.
0: Do you still have you the know, property of Renonia? Like, like, do you do the medical? my, yeah, my parents still live
1: on the, My parents have that. They have the 30 acres out there, you know. It's the property that I was able to grow on with uh, my parents. Uh, okay. They own a bunch of farmland out there and a bunch of parcels that's tight yeah and then i had rented a house out there on
0: 100 acres too dope yeah dope man yeah when when i saw you at the harvest party at the cashier function like i was like heartbroken like oh because i was still like the dream was still alive for me and i was just like "Eh, man, the dream's still alive for all of us yeah and I it just uh I held out for one more year and then it was like the packs are so cheap now like this is not even worth it like I can't give this shit away like it's everywhere
1: well and that's the thing is like I'm super glad that I could get a time and I sold weed like 2014 light depth crops 2400 bucks yeah people are getting 2400 for light depth weed
0: fuck no dude (laughs) You know what I mean? That's how everybody's got machines and shit now too. It's it's how you gonna pay your trimmers fucking a hundred or two hundred bucks a pound when you're fucking only selling them for fucking six to eight hundred bucks. It's
1: because you just have to have a workforce now. Yeah, people people just do manufacturing work. I mean, you have a whole there's a whole industry of people that will do manual between you know eleven and fifteen dollars. And sitting down and trimming weed is a lot easier than picking up roof shingles or actual harvesting or digging a ditch, cutting firewood, setting chokers for logging, all in the same pay rate. Like, yeah, dude, sign me up. Uh, Let me trim some weed like I'm going to get paid. And there's probably a good chance if I work here long enough, there's probably benefits of like free weed.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. It's... uh. It's interesting to hear that perspective, too, because whenever I see jobs, I'm like, eh, it's not enough. And to hear you tell, it's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? It's like, you're working a pair of scissors, fucker. It's not illegal <laughs> anymore. So, you know? Yeah, I mean,
2: <laughs> scissors.
0: you know, like what, like, what do you want? You want fucking 20 an hour for that? Like, dude, well, you, you better do, you know, you better be fast. You better be a fucking robot if you want. Yeah.
2: And like, I, I can see how that's yeah. like pro that got you know a fast hand but like for me like i i trim on the more like a slower cautious side trying to do it more you know more proper and in and, and today's market i feel like people get out or you know or at least like for me like trimming trimming by weight would be hell i would be like you know i'd make like 200 bucks every like three days or some shit
0: yeah i could do a pack in like four <laughs> hours just because i had to do it myself and it it, you know like it's like when somebody was faster than me i'd i'd fucking give them extra you know what i mean i'm like there there was a girl shout out to sequoia if she is listening that girl is a fucking robot dude hey shout out to all the trimmers real though because like i would die if
1: i had to trim right now so for real if you're out there and you trim keep that up because you know we all had to do
0: it Yeah. yeah man Fucking! It's uh, it's not that much fun. Super robotic movements for the whole time. You're- hey,
1: I've seen some people though. I've seen some people trim up two pounds in a day, like
0: grease farm. Yeah, man. The, like- the resin, the
2: resin rancher, uh, they're like resin ranchers had a guy that could trim like God. I think he said that he trimmed like three pounds in a day or something. Yeah,
0: like three that's pounds. how yeah, That's Sequoia too. You know what I mean? Like we'd oh, get to eight hours. We'd get to eight hours. I but, like, yo, chill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yo, you, you, yo. you know, and and she'd yeah. be like, she'd be like, "Nah, I'm gonna get three done." You know what I mean? I'm gonna get yeah. done with three. Like, um, I don't got six
2: hundred. You, if you have, then that's like this is right. not. It's not even a like super rare scenario, but like with the resin <laughs> rangers, dude. I mean, imagine like a like. You know, you got some material paying people, you know, a few hundred, you know, I don't know what, what's the rate, 200, 250 per pound. And the dude just mows out three pounds or a little over three pounds one day. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. I got to cash you out like 700 bucks or more. Yeah, but how many days are you working
1: (laughs) too? Can you do that two or three days a week?
2: Right? Yeah, true. If you can cut down the, the trim time and even, you know, make it so, I don't know you
0: need less trimmers or he or she um geez yeah like that's in seattle that's how i got uh my farmer's market retail gig up there is i I was trimming shout out to lamont he's the guy who took me up there um and and my aunt you know what i mean he introduced me and it was just like he hadn't seen me since i was a kid and it was just like well here's the job and I, i i'd done it before on my own crop so like I was on the second day, I got two done. So he was just like, "All right, I'm, I'm gonna call you next time we we take down." And then after that second time I trimmed, he was just like, "Yo, I don't have too many guys on my crew. If you can make it up on the weekends, you you could work the booth at the farmers market." I'm like, "Shit, yeah, man." So, I mean, be, being fast and and doing uh doing efficient work help me move up too so i can't i can't hate on that job it's just like i don't want to do it anymore so
1: along the lines
0: of trimming yeah another
1: difficult job in cannabis would be gramming out any oil fuck
0: yeah dude i I swear to god dude yeah if you get a slab from anyone i hope to god people buy ounces bro you know what i mean because it's especially Especially something like live resin or, like, hash rosin. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. I, anything you know, saucy. Anything, yeah, like, anything saucy or like, like it's sticky. Like, <laughs> like, oh it's like, <laughs> That'd be in, like, in my head, when I'm doing sure, it, I'm do like, that. I wish I had a fucking walk-in freezer with a table that I could just sit in and fucking grab the shit out so it's fucking cold. Yeah, but cold, here's the thing.
2: thing. Depending, on the, at least, depending on the consistency, at least in my experience... It doesn't necessarily, I mean, in most cases, it it does make it not like, for example, you know, like if you have like a shatter, you know, like a shatter in like super cold environment and then you're packaging, that's hell. You're going to break that into a million pieces. And I think most people are, you know, cautious of that. They know not to like package that in like super cold um, conditions, but also like,
0: my floor, my kitchen floor would concur, will, yeah, dead,
2: uh yeah, but anyways, yeah, there too is. like sauce, you know I feel like would be you know easier done in environments, but at the same time, like you know, would it like if you had it super cold, would it like I don't know dry up, not dry up, but like you know, s- saturate, further saturate some of the terpenes? and I don't know. You're also Slight. like,
1: is that a good work environment to sit around in a refrigerator? Yeah, it's good. And, and remember, the pay is the same as the trim. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah. on that same side, like you could be working in a slaughterhouse
2: in a refrigerator, making the same amount.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I wish there was a.
2: It, it's it's probably a super. It, it is a super hard test, I would imagine. But I wish that, I wish like that people. I don't know, there was a test that you could that could evaluate like when someone like say I open a gram a fresh gram of rosin and I I dab it and then I put it back in the fridge you know I dab a bit out of it the next day you know I, I keep I keep doing that for a few days and like you know almost like just like test a small sample of it each day to see like how much like like how much loss of terpenes or cannabinoids actually occurs if any. Um, every time you open you it, you know. Every time you open it, or every day, you know, you're you're smoking on it. I don't know. I'd just be be interested to to see that. Your max, maybe your, maybe it your would maximum be freshness. So. It, it could be very minimal, and
0: but. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Cool man. Cool. All right. All right. So we're 18 minutes in. Um. Shit. Okay, so you were talking about the different companies that you represent. Oh yeah, um, we were. I
1: mean, just a, just a couple of them off the bat. You know, like Cana Honey, um, X Cola Farms, uh, Puffco. We uh, distributed Puffco. Distribute Puff um, Urban Farms, which is our parent company. Farm. Um, you know who, our, who is our, who is Urban Farms. Urban farm is our, so our owners, uh, Joyce and George, they, um, they have urban farms and they have sweet life distribution. Both we distribute 100% of all urban farms product and they're down in uh, Southern Oregon, beautiful rogue Valley. Um, but we, you know, we're, we distribute a, a handful of farms and it's always evolving of whose products we're selling. Um, yeah. But we have a handful of stable. We, uh, all are mirth provisions. So legal drinks and their, uh, giant shots, their legal, legal lemonades, yeah. um, companies how, like tasties. How heavy do, are
0: legals now?
1: They're all, there's all 50 milligrams. They have, a, they have a one to one ratio like this cranberry. That's, you know, pretty bomb. Um, I just recently started drinking their giant shots and I have this like four to one is like a, it's like a tangy, like apple juice, like shot, but it's, It's they're more natural, naturally infused, I guess, versus like without, uh, what is they use agave instead of like corn syrup. That's dope. And if you look at product, corn syrup actually blocks your cannabinoid receptors. No way. Yeah. So when you're eating like artificial stuff like that and like gummies, like a lot of that stuff when you're processing, if it has a bunch of artificial flavors and sugars like corn syrup and dyes, that stuff yeah. actually blocks the effectiveness and like you actually don't get as so that's why you're eating all of them. Damn. Um that's good info, man. An edible on the market, um, that I've eaten I really like, uh those uh I don't even remember who makes them. They're like the crop
2: circles. Oh yeah. The crop circle. Yeah. so the, dank.
1: They're super dank and they're like 50 milligrams, but they're like, they hit you, they hit you super hard. Where like I've eaten like a hundred milligrams of like a gummy or something where like, I don't
2: even feel like half as effective. Yeah. They're, they're super unique in the fact that strain specific edibles and they also also do it from Keith. They have like a, like, a crazy, like, Keef machine, like, we, we, uh, we recently visited their spot, uh, to check out how they do their, uh, operations, and, yeah, they have a the cool-ass, like, Keef, Keef machine that they do to, to make all their, like, um, the material, you know, that they, they, uh, use for their chocolates, and, uh, also watched a very expensive chocolate machine, like, pretty much the baseline model that you can get in machine operate which was awesome and it was it was you know kind of like a smaller machine I think it I, I don't know how they like rate how how fast or how many chocolates they do but it was like I don't know maybe like how many chocolate bars 50, 50 chocolates a minute or something like that but it was a basically like the baseline model they sold thirty thousand dollar machine and they had to get trained trained on it by their friend who was a another chocolatier uh from another company in portland i'm i'm spacing on but uh yeah it it was really cool i saw those
0: posts that when you guys visited from natural wonders but uh so they make their chocolates with it's keith it's it's from flower they keith they basically like
2: keef either bud or trim or or whatever you know they try and choose the best material available um from a few different farms but um they keep it and then they use that to medicate uh their chocolates and they do have some like 50 they have some medical doses like 50 milligrams each truffle two truffles the ones we carry we carry uh i don't think we have any more of it right now but we used to carry a variety pack of like Five, 10 milligram truffles from them different flavors now we carry like a few different flavors of like the 22 truffles 25 milligrams each uh, which are awesome but uh yeah it's a super cool company and uh to see to see a uh, like a, a professional chocolate machine being utilized for uh, you know, cannabis truffle production is fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, man, they, their shit looks hella uh, cool in the box too. They're all cool shaped and everything.
2: Yeah, the packaging,
0: the packaging is on
2: point. I mean, um, the 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 two people that are that are behind it are are really awesome. Um, I had no idea who 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 was operating it, and and met them recently. They're in a small little little kitchen uh in Southeast that houses even another uh I think actually two more licensed OLCC edible companies. I won't say who, but uh it's pretty right. crazy. So um, they share the same. One experience. of the only models of that, I will say. It's it's literally a um they share the kitchen they they produce their chocolates in with another uh, edible company or two um which is awesome that probably
0: saves on costs a lot man yeah
2: it's awesome and it's also not cool it's awesome in the sense that they all can work together in that space to save money and be able to cut costs and it's also not awesome in the sense that they have to do that type of shit you know edible companies like you know small time edible companies that want to do things really like you know like there's a bunch like, of
1: companies out there that have to share space or work under the same umbrella because yeah. they don't have yeah. the marketing or sales power,
2: but they all have like like products. Yeah, there is. Absolutely. But I uh, yeah, it's just, it, it's unfortunate. And um, yeah.
1: Let's talk about how many edibles there are. Me personally, I didn't think it was going to take
2: off as big as it did. Okay. There's a ton of edibles. Yeah, there's a lot. And that it almost seems like edibles are like um, the market is is kind of steady in order. Right now, I, I wouldn't say it's like super great for flour or anything really. Uh, you would know better than being on the sales side. Now, <coughs> flour,
1: there. You know, here's the thing about flour.
2: You know, your flour is
1: always going to sell, and that's always going to be like your bread and butter. Yeah, and every shop has their different kind of clientele. Me personally, I've never seen somebody walk into a shop and not they either want they either know that they want to have like the best top shelf, right? And now the best doesn't mean the most expensive necessarily, but there's that range, right? There's always going to be like those four or five choices in the store, like that's the best, yeah. And then there's going to be like those super lows, like those two to four dollar grams that people buy, but nobody ever walks in the store, and be like what's your most mediocre weed. Like yeah. what's your mid range stuff?
2: Yeah, no, no. No, no, it's no,
1: it's like they either like have the money. You know, and that's what I see on flour. And now we're just talking about margins, right? So shops are always gonna sell weed. Yeah. And if you look at it, like a shop that takes in a pound for a thousand dollars, they're gonna make more money on a pound that they bring in for fifteen hundred dollars. You're gonna you're gonna make more money. Yeah, because right? your margins your your margins are the same, but you're actually going to make more money, right? And if you sell only that much amount of weed, and you and you don't sell the cheap weed, you're only making, you're 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 then setting up your clients for that's that like um whatever you're going to sell. I, I I don't know the word. I'm I'm a little stoned right now on a Sunday night, so <laughs> yeah. you got to forgive me. But that's not necessarily a bad market to say, hey, I'm only going to sell cheap weed either. Yeah because you got winco that you can get stuff like pretty much cheaper than everybody else that's always busy yeah but you also see whole foods not going out of business soon either
0: yeah so man. you go
1: there and you buy like two waters and an orange and it's 47 dollars
0: man dude yeah serious like uh in in seattle um my uncle had top shelf indoor bro like his game was tight i really learned a lot from um, and in that farmer's market, there was forty other tables, so it was competitive as shit and there was at least two or three of them that just had fucking bammer ass outdoor. You know what I mean, multiple like ten like ten twenty different flavors for a hundred and twenty dollar ounces, and our zips were like two eighty you know what i mean it's like if somebody bought two, i'd let it go for five I'd do like a queue for eight yeah. or nine, you know what I mean and it would just people knew like I I would go just to, to see what was up and they had lab tests and shit too and they had like splits on indica and sativa like 40 and 60 percent or 30 70 I'm just that's cool you know their menu looked dope but our weed was just fire. and so it was uh we were like the whole foods in in that building you know yeah I mean?
1: and I think that and I think that that's you know that's that's good and there's always there's the market It is finding what your clientele is because you can't sell like concentrates is like the same thing as you're not going to, you can find some shops that carry a super array, right? You take a shop like Americana, like you can find stuff across the spectrum for flour, edibles, concentrates, and everything in between. Like it surprises me every time I go in, I'm like, "How how can you stack so much stuff into here? But, you know, they do it. Awesome. Yeah. But I also go to shops that are, like, they have, like, four things. Or, like, they sell out of things all the time. Like, yeah, we're just waiting.
0: Like, you don't, you're telling
1: me, like, you only had the white label sugar sauces. And that was was your own, that was it. Because when you walk in and you don't have it, you don't have anything else to replace it or that's, like, close to it, right? So, what are you going to sell? If I'm out of that, if you're out of a skew. You should be able to sell something else, right? Yeah. I'll sell something else. And I think some shops, like, lose sight of that.
0: Yeah, you know? It's like with the yeah. weed, too.
1: If you focus on only selling this, you can't kind of market throughout, like, your own or be able to fill in those gaps because you don't get all your product in one day.
0: Yeah. You, always, I, you know,
1: you're not trying to just push the same thing every day. You want to have that variety. I you agree. know, You want to be always ever-evolving because people don't like you. I mean... As a smoker myself, I don't like to smoke the same thing.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, I got to change it up.
0: Yeah. I I agree with that
2: completely. Mm -hmm. And no disrespect to to the people on budget or people, you know, with with certain prices in mind. But uh, my price point stays the same. I just want to change it. You know, I want to change what I'm getting for my price point.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And certain people, too, as a blood tender, they would come in looking for a certain strain. Like they wanted a uh, Jack Kerr. And I'm like, okay, we don't have that specifically, but we yeah. have this that's related to it. We got this Cracker Jack or you know what I mean? Something else that was bred with that strain and they would be happy with that. And I'm like, similar but different. So your receptors should oh, receive yeah. it a little bit better, you know? Absolutely.
2: Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, I actually,
1: last night was having a conversation with a guy at this Halloween party. Um, he was telling me, he, you know, because people ask me what I do, and I'm like, oh, what do you sell? Because it was like, if you just talk about weed, then, you know, everybody's like, oh, you sell weed, that's so cool. But it, it's just a product at the end of the day. It's are yeah. consumable. Yeah. And he goes on, he's like, yeah, I, I, you know, I try to buy buy an ounce of weed every week. And he's like, I like sativas that are more on the lighter green side and around the $100 mark. He's <laughs> like, I don't like buying the $60 stuff because that's just not as good. He's like, but I don't like to spend more than like $115, 120 if I don't like to. You know, mm-hmm. and it was like, I'm like, okay, cool. And he's like, sometimes he's like, now they just, the shop that he, I can't remember the name of the shop that he went to. But he's like, you know, he's like, they know me. And the same kind of thing that you were talking about, they've already like, pre-done it. He's like, yeah you probably like this, right? So they're taking a step out of it. Right. And that's good. You know, as like a customer, I'm like, cool. I'm not, then they're already making the choice for me. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, if you're, if you're confident, like you were just saying like that, you don't not have had Jack, but you know, here's like a cross or something that's like similar. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to take you on that. If I'm buying my weed from you every day, I'm good with that.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah, like,
1: and with yeah. cannabis, people are super loyal about like where they buy it.
0: Yeah, I in, at Kings of Canna out there in North Portland, it was right next to Pog Pog Noy on like 11th and Prescott. I would see uh-huh. the same people every week, and it was it was a joy to to build relationships with. And then uh, same thing at Natural Wonders. We'd get a lot of local employees too, and it was always cool to see them uh-huh. on their lunch break because we would we would go and eat places and be like, "Hey, what's up, dude?" We'd see them working, you know. And Are they, you they, they would, yeah. no, dude. I. Uh, oh wait, Will Will is Will Terps is. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna um, say. Do,
1: I was gonna ask you. you see Do you have customers? That, that to were shopping with you, have they now returned? Like, yay, you guys are back. mm
2: mm-hmm. yep. yeah. definitely.
1: Does that make you guys feel good? Or like, do you, oh, yeah. you feel personal enjoyment versus like, just as a company? You're like, yes. you're yeah, definitely. That? Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. So, and I think that's something that's, you know, that's something that's like, is transcended for cannabis, like, you know, or, or loyalty, which is cool, you know? I agree. If, like, if the Seven Eleven closes next door, I don't really give a shit. Like, I'm just gonna go to Platt. Yeah, to be quite honest, no doubt. But with cannabis, I think it's like a little bit different,
0: you know, yeah. it's
1: because of like that marketability and like those choices that you have, right? Like, yeah, your favorite restaurant closes down. You're like, oh, I just can't go to the next restaurant because like that's not as good.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. yeah Chick Fil A is closed on Sundays. Goddamn it. Yeah, but <laughs> you see,
1: you see, Popeyes dropping their- on Sunday.
0: Oh, they brought man, the chicken
1: got... sandwich back on a Sunday.
0: Damn, we got I, we got that. Uh, well, we're uh, it's yeah. I I I gotta try that because I didn't try it the last time it came around. Yeah, so I can get a, it seven days a week. Yeah, I'm I'm a pretty good <laughs> chicken sanny guy. I, I eat chicken sannies often. Um, shit, dude. So. Can I can I refer to the talking points now since since we're like half hour perfect timing? Um what do we get? Uh, okay. So prices fluctuations, average prices changing, and actual sales sales data to black to back it up, business side of things. Can we talk oh, about yeah. that? like the price uh, of packs? Because you you represent more than one farm, right? And it's indoor and outdoor. Yeah, like, indoor, outdoor. Um, yeah, and and we use that. We actually
1: use market data that um, farms and other distribution companies uh, submit data to weekly, and tight, we get tight. we get that like you know that average price, and we use that you know as a sales tool. And yeah. you know, any commodity, you know, especially agriculturally, you have to look at that, right? Because I can't walk into a shop as a salesperson and, be, and people are like, oh, I, I'm getting pounds for $600. Like, dude, well, cool, man. Well, at, at, you, sometimes people just throw out a number when it becomes sales, whether it's cannabis car, yeah. buying a TV, you know, people will always try to undercut. That's just like sales. Yeah. yeah. Right, And you can't take that personally. It's just a job like, all right, well, let's find some happy meat. Cap for a cheaper price yeah right like let's find middle ground on on something and and with flour it's it's finicky right because if you sell flour long enough to somebody people don't care you know i have one of my people that uh works for the company's worked there for a while i've asked him for like a, just like ins and outs on, on uh different products that we do sell and he has customers that literally, he'll just bring five pounds to, it and they like don't even open it. He's like, "You've never steered me wrong." You know? so like they just take it, aside unseen. You know, yeah. and I have customers like that too. But when you know, when I first get into that, I'm like, man, you know, you look at that, I'm like, as a weed smoker again, I'm like, I don't know if I would ever buy weed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. in a black bag sealed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: like here's yeah. here's ten grand. I'm not even gonna look at. it.
0: Yeah. I don't. Yeah, oh, yeah, me neither. I want to crack it. I want to
2: smell no, it, man. Yeah. I used to buy that, but that was back on the East Coast when I had no no option, pretty much.
1: On the flip side of that, how would that make you feel though? That if somebody trusts you that much, that they are like they're just gonna take you on that, right? Like, yeah. Hey.
0: Well, yeah, it would make me want to be really, really honest. Um, yeah. Right. And so that's and, where and that. And, and if that's I what, had issues, I would hand them a stack or two back. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, AC didn't kick on. It got hot this weekend. Shit's kind of stringy. You know, yeah. the, the test was like three or four percent less because of it. Um, it's still nice. Still smells the same. It's just it's it's not the same. So here, here's a little bit. Yeah. Better, you know. Yeah,
1: and, and that's where like, and that's where like that sales data. Like, it is like a thing to, to come and like kind of back that stuff up because it's hard to argue that, right? So if pounds of like, you know indoor pounds are selling for X amount of dollars, it's really hard to like argue. Be like, I want to pay three hundred dollars less. I would love to always, you know, I want to try to make my customers happy, right? But we're all in the in the means of trying to make money, okay? And you know, with with any sales. Goes up and down. Now you take yeah. last year, right? Yeah, yeah, shops, yeah. Shops were the, the, they profited the most on like this huge flood weed. Now, maybe this year it might be a little bit different because a lot of farms last year took their cannabis profits and then turned that money and invested into hemp. Yeah. Well, that means X amount of weed is being. Less grown, so hopefully you know that profit will go up, you know, or the price per pound will go up.
0: Yeah, and they they stopped giving out production licenses too, right?
1: I th- think they've stopped or they've kind of you know halted. They they have so many like backlogs. I think they take more precedence on people like renewing their licenses. Yeah, for for the upcoming years versus like issuing new.
0: Yeah, dude. Cause and then there still has to be old pounds sitting from last year and the year before. I there there has to be pounds sitting around. Are are people just turning that shit into distillate, or are they just selling those for the super cheap? It's like, yo, you can get this super brown fucking doesn't really smell like it's supposed to fucking Girl Scout cookies for for six a pound if you want, but it's. Like-
1: I'm I'm trying to see. I'm trying to find now. No, no, that's it's absolutely true, and I have took a shop and we won't but i'll just i'll just show it here to will these are two dollar grams wow they're selling them oh. we got 11 percent we got a 12 percent
0: 10 percent 13 percent almost 14 wow, percent so they and clearly priced by look at yeah. that so oh, those are the bro, those are the shit packs. Ridiculous. Those are the two-year-old yeah. packs right there. But
2: a lot of people are after that. <laughs> you see that? A yeah, lot of people are after damn. that.
0: Yeah, dude. I've seen that in a lot of shops in Oregon for the low. You know what I mean? Brother. Sometimes you oh, only why? have 20 bucks. You only have 20 bucks till payday. It's like, I'm going to go and get fucking core grams. You know what I mean? For, for 20 bucks. And you see it. It's fucking garbage, but... It smells like fucking or- Kim Dog, so I'm gonna fucking yeah, buy it. that would them, only be yeah. Okay. Don't
2: even usually smell like the strain. That's being
0: it does, nice. It doesn't. That's why if the jar, if it was, I'm like, okay, I'll take that one. And the guys that are always laughing at me like, you don't buy based on the strain. I'm like, fuck no, I wanna smell the jar, man. Like you know, like
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Well, let like, my I mean, eyes and my nose do it. I don't need a number. It's like
2: everyone. It's just so crazy. Like. If you're, like, if you really smoked weed back in the day, and, you know, this goes for, like, older heads like us in our age, but, like, there, you know, it's, like, when I went to, like, get some, some good weed from my homie or my dealer, you know, it was never, like, hey, what THC is this, bro? It's, like, hey, do you have anything good? you got something that smells good and tastes good, you know? And it's, like, now everyone's, like, the highest THC, you got that's what I go yeah, for. Like yeah. you're a fucking good... idiots. Sorry, here's, here's no offense. Another, analysis, yeah. But if you shot by THC percentage, you have clearly not done your research about the uh, the cannabis plant or about you know. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay, so you know, here's what, another
2: goes what into to being a really potent high.
0: Here's high, another question, Sasan. Like, is there a cuz certain times like the pack will smell good for 3 or 4 months right and then the smell changes a little it's not necessarily l- less quality but it's not smacking you in your face when you open it up um it's not, do-
1: if it's stored correctly
0: yeah yeah but like
1: we like we have i we have weed in our warehouse that's 6 7 months old but still smells super fresh but it's all humidity controlled in there like there's sensors in the warehouse, and like we try to, you know, we're very due diligent on like how you store and keep your stuff. Now, if you do that correctly, and it and it's because like it's not just our product, but it's other farms' product that we're representing too. Like, yeah, if I have if I have KGB's corkle that's like thirty percent, I'm not trying to let that go bad because that's top shelf. You know, it's like I'm taking that in, you know, and representing his product. To the customer. Like, I can't make that shit look bad. No doubt. No doubt. You know, the, and, you know, and weed will stay good if it's stored properly. Like, I've had weed that there was this old head, older than, he was like five or six years older than me, but he would do these cedar box cures for one year. Wow. Yeah. So, he would cure it in these sealed cedar boxes that he would nail shut. Damn. And then after one year, he would open them. Damn. But like the weed had this like cedar like smell like to it. Like because cedar changes after the whole thing and it dried up. But it was like super. He broke the weed up. is all fresh, crystally. Damn. But he did like a pound of weed like that every year.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. It was the yeah. craziest thing
0: I'd ever seen. Well, cause like my, my first experience with that, like, uh, my cuz he was out there in Eastern Oregon and he had like this pineapple chunk one year. He would always crack seeds, man. He was the free, he was my hero for like five or six years. I was really like, God damn, you're the shit. And, uh, this pineapple chunk was fire, dude. Like it just smacked you in your face. And he, he saved a few packs and just vacuum sealed them and stashed them away um when he pulled them out it was like 6 months later they did not smell the same dude like it, it was super pack I'm not I'm not a huge fan of that no, it wasn't dude and that that was like it made me want to invest in glass jars after that like the you know the half gallon ones I I was at the container store ordering shit like I I didn't want to vacuum seal it in plastic after that so I I was really trying to be effective Cause, cuz cause I didn't I wanted to keep it for as long as I could, too. You know what I mean? Like, I'm fucking getting... we has a shelf life. It does, dude. It super does, you know? And, like, uh, Will, too, I remember at the store, we had those nitrogen cans, you know, that you can pop the top. It's like a sardine can. And we we had some that we saved. We had a few that we saved, right, for, like, two years. And it was, like, Blue Dream and Girl Scout Cookie. And it's like when we opened those two-year cans, I was like super excited. And you fucking open it and look at it, and it's like Jesus Christ! Man. It was, it was, it fucking, was not the truth, dude. It was sure. fucking I, terrible. I, I it was fucking bad, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it was bad. Well, it was. It was, it was
2: uh, I won't name it.
0: Yeah, it was
2: flower from uh, from a reputable reputable yeah. farm. When you say, yeah, John, right? It was
0: yeah. bad. It was bad. Um, it was, it was super it bad. Was I don't want to say yeah. yeah and and uh, so like it made me question their whole because dude i was that that company yeah. that sells the sells the canning i was in their inbox heavy when i was trying to get a rec license like i'm like hey man once i fucking get my license i'm trying to holler at y'all I'm trying to lease the fucking machine trying. So and sure. then when we opened those two-year cans it was damn never never mind <laughs> you, you know <laughs> and, yeah. it, it just like and i didn't know if maybe the guy wasn't doing it right injecting it with nitrogen but i i feel like it probably was done right and it just didn't preserve in the can for two years nah, so yeah. we should
1: never be stored like that
0: no nah, dude so i i just uh the shelf life what what would you say dude like you know like six to nine months or something for for fresh if you want fresh weed, six months.
1: After six months, it starts degrading and like it starts changing its chemical compound too. Your TH starts changing, your CBDs, your CBNs, your CVCs, your Delta 9. They all start getting more prevalent the longer you let the THC
0: break down. No doubt. Okay, so uh, let's go. Okay, so next. Uh talking point i got from you is uh parenting and cannabis dude oh, can we shit. talk about that for a couple of minutes well yeah we can you know
1: there's a handful of people here in oregon you know i, I think i do a good job of like presenting you know parenting and cannabis and like n- normalization yeah like it shouldn't be like some kind of stigma be like oh you smoke weed or like I work in weed yeah and I have to like I don't like wear like cannabis shirts like to my kids school or anything like that but you know having a fourth grader you know it's like what does she tell her friends that her dad does yeah you know because she like when I first had her I was growing I had a farm but like I don't do that now and that's another reason too that I kind of think of focus my energies on more of like a sales and a a focused like career path at least in camps instead of trying to do all of it. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's hard to, it's hard to do that. And that, and I still find it like hard, like I don't even like to talk to people like strangers, like, Hey, I sell weed. Yeah. That's basically yeah. what it breaks down to. Right. Yeah. Um, Sales like, hey, and marketing. But with being a parent too, it's like, you know, you don't want to hide about what you do. Cause like there's, it's not, I'm not doing anything wrong. Yeah. Necessarily. And that's kind of why I like was very adamant about you know during medical until like legalization and always trying to be open about it. I agree. And and I hate to always I hate to use the reference because it's like two totally different worlds, but it's okay on Fourth of July for everybody to have a beer in their hand, but like God forbid we smoke a joint outside. Yeah. And maybe a third of those people are smoking. It's like I mean, at least growing up in like the 90s for me, I never saw anybody smoke pot openly, but I saw everybody drink. Yep. Like it was cool like I don't know one between the ages of 25 and 35 right now that didn't get their parents a beer at some point as a child. Yeah. But I would never like tell my kid to like go
0: for me. No, hell no. <laughs> yeah, so it's like Hey, can you go grab me my turps in the fridge? <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. It's childproof, it's cool, just
1: bring it to me. Give me the gram.
0: Nah, but like, okay, so my boy's in second grade and I always had at least four plants at the crib outside and when he was five, he would come outside, you know, because it's like, he, he would play with it and he'd be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, I'm, I'm pulling off these yellow leaves and I'm throwing them on the dirt so they can compost into the dirt and feed the plants. And he'd be like, "Can I help?" And I'd be like, "Just pull off the yellow ones if you want to help." And he, he, you know, he liked it. He would help for like two minutes, and then he'd go. Back yeah, and then they get distracted. Yeah, like, yeah my like daughter cool. used to help
1: me mix mix all my soil amendments, right? Yeah, uh, same a lot of the thing. stuff like before plants, but it would be like. 60 bags
0: of soil that were like breaking down and like mixing. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and he he you know i would buy two kiddie pools and he'd be like oh man like this one's for dirt like you can have this one's for you yeah yeah so it, uh I but, but like, like that i
1: think that kind of stuff like for all kind of gardening it doesn't have to be canvas like you want to yeah. make super soil like you can grow any you want to grow tomatoes you want to grow weed it doesn't
0: matter yeah, and then the other thing too, dude, is he uh he never and he's in second grade now and uh uh he knows that it's not wrong, right? Uh I might have told this story before, but there's this one time where we were watching cops, right? And it was just me and him, we were waiting for his mom to get home from work so we could go eat dinner. Uh there was a girl, she was like 19, 20, some little girl, she was getting arrested, you know, and he was like playing with his and he kept looking at the screen he's like Tota, what are they doing and i said they're they're arresting that girl they're taking her to jail he was like why and i said because they pulled her over and she had that plant in that baggie in her pocket and he was just like what like it didn't make sense to him. Oh, and he was like well you have those plants outside and i'm like yeah well she lives in a different state i guess where it's not legal like that i don't know and he at five it seemed wrong and incorrect to him that these cops were going to take this girl to jail for having that plant in her yeah. pocket you know so it just, just you know it would just like man it, it uh it made me not feel guilty about having him around it because it's like man dude like that's that's right son you know yeah well, and then and that's good yeah mike my oldest daughter,
1: she just refers to him as medicine plants, but it's because yeah. I had my medical card for so long. Yeah,
0: and that's you know that's what it, that's what it was for, you know. And then, Same, that's what I told him too. It's you know, like, it's, and I think uh, if you
1: and and quite honestly, you know, the more open your kids about the kind of that kind of stuff, and at least mine is like, you know, I'm sure one or two of them will end up being weeds. It's like it's like my kids are never going to drink. That's yeah. never that's the same thing, but they're not gonna grow up, I think like when I was sixteen when I first smoked it, and then this whole thing went off of my like, oh shit, that's what my mom's been doing. I've smelled this before in my house. Yeah. Like, but I didn't know what it was up until then, you know, and then all these light went off. I didn't have any recollection of what it was or anything behind
0: it. Yeah.
1: But the generations now see all kinds of things like Everything from magazines on people's tables to shit, those little pop-top jars. You know, i see them all over. The-
0: no doubt, yeah. It's they're not childproof, man. My boy could open that shitty. Uh, I mean,
1: <laughs> those those bags of the like the exit bags. really they tell you how to. And I always let my daughter try to open my. Kid- she can read.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and I'm like, yeah, it's a waste. Some yeah, turtle's dying right
0: now. No doubt, man, for real. Bigger the bag,
1: bigger the turtle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so, uh, the 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 one more was uh, talking point was being being healthy, staying active, and healthy while using. Oh man, that's my
1: biggest pet peeve.
0: Yeah. Biggest
1: pet peeve is people's trying to like people staying active and using like canvas like that. Like, I think that is downplayed a bunch. I agree. You know, it's like I grew up playing sports and like I had never played a basketball, track, field, played baseball, football without getting stoned. Like I couldn't do it. I still try to go to the gym three or four, and I get lit before I go. Or I can't. there's yeah. no way. I gotta take like four dabs before I go left.
0: my freshman year my my homies were on c squad with me for basketball. I think Mitchell was on c squad. he used to smoke with us back, and then yeah so- right like- yeah, and then but sophomore year, they start drug testing for sports, and so it's like by junior year i I was like, this isn't worth it you know what i mean like i'm still on c squad and i'm not enjoying myself and i, I transfer I, I moved to my auntie's house in tri-cities washington for that second semester i quit yeah. hoop, you know what i mean i turned in my jersey and everything like fuck sorry fellas
1: yeah but i like i still like i can't do anything. i can't go be like anything anything that's got gonna be active or i'm gonna be doing something like i need to be sunk that's like my motivation
0: yeah same dude like even like on trim crew or harvesting like taking down plants it's like yo i want to smoke some sativa first and get really happy and fucking anxious and just go and tear this shit up you know what i mean yeah it's uh i I agree man like that's i was i've always been an indica guy once i discovered the difference because i like to chill out and relax but I see the utility in sativas when I have to do work, you know? For sure. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I can, I can smoke this and get down for like four hours. Then take yeah. a water, <laughs> you know, smoke again and then do do four more and then call it a day. It's a, right. I, <laughs> I like like think a high and run too is a good one. Yeah, man. Zone yeah. out. No doubt. I don't um, know if it's zone
1: out or more like focus. I don't know. It's like a right. It's a it, it's a total it's a total
0: line with me when I'm like stoned and being like actually active where I'm like focusing on doing stuff. Yeah, I agree, man. Like when I, the first crop I, I was living with Jackson from Natural Wonders. The first crop we were growing out in North Plains at this collection and I only had six plants and as soon as I took them down, like I got off work at three PM, I would get home at four and trim till eleven or twelve. And then go to sleep, you know what I mean? Go to work, and and then it's like come home and do the same. I did that for like a week, and I was, and my lady was just like, Jesus Christ, like you're done with all that shit. And I was just like, yeah, man, like, you know, like it, it was, uh, it was super, super. Again, dumb. I I hate trimming. Me too, so dude. Me I, too. I that
1: that's literally the reason why I started getting. Made. Yeah, what? Okay. we can just cut this down. You guys can just blast it. Yeah.
0: Buying
1: me up. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. me no up. Doubt. I'm buying freezers
0: right now. What's this live resin you're talking about? I'm down. Yeah. Okay, so I guess the last thing you got on the talking points was um, the transition from black market to medical to recreation. Yeah. So, uh, dude, it's it's never gonna go back like you could go to a state that you know and and trying to like i came to arizona because it was still medical but i can't cultivate unless i live 25 miles from a dispensary which is so i i just want to come back home and grow my own weed and and talk with the homies about shit that's going on because it's not the same down here it's not as welcoming a client
1: for sure i mean i think it will i think it will get there i mean if your passion is like to grow for fun, I think it's it's all right. And- I think the black market, I mean there was just a I think there was just a huge bust here in Oregon. I was reading online like um some extractor in Lane County. It's like a half million dollars worth of product got just
0: seized. Oh yeah, dude, it was in a pickup truck, right? Yeah. Yeah, that guy that, that guy, that dude, yeah, he's a uh he's a drummer in a heavy metal band, man. It was on one of my Facebook groups that they posted it. I was like, I thought that was just some guy. It's like, nah, he's a fucking drummer, man. I'm like, Yeah, Damn. and he's from so, the East coast somewhere, you know, and I'm like, balls, shout out to the metal community for producing such ballsy drummers. You know what yeah, I mean? Oh, but do for the, him. The black market will the black market's never
1: gonna go away. That that would be dumb until every state is like producing weed like oregon there's always going to be a, a market oregon still has black market
0: yeah yep shit the homie, the homie down I the, the street has right answer. now <laughs> yeah the homie down the street still has fucking ounces you know like it's it's always going to be that thing <laughs> um, definitely. I, I also I, I if i go into like farming again i want to do because it seems easier you don't got to pretty shit up for retail it's just volume um but i also i want to do breeding man like when you handed me that pack of seeds i was just like fuck i'm like you just pull it out of your backpack i'm like that, that's a super dope thing to be able to give to people like dude it, it just and i ran those plants outside at sherwood in, in 2016 and they were dope bro like i, I I was happy. It was the it was the Heisman cross with something else. I can't remember the Which name. What? It was the Heisman cross with something else. I can't remember the name, but I remember what? the Heisman was one of the parents.
1: Was uh, was it the Pug
0: Scout? No, no, no. Watermelon Hayes. The no. It was, coffee? No. It was something. I've the Heisman before.
2: I remember you gave me a dab. Purple uh, might uh, have been in the name. I don't remember. Cross like Yeah, I have like
1: five different crosses that I crossed it
2: with.
0: Yeah. Like it uh fuck it it wasn't what, those what was the
2: competition? The dope cup or
0: yeah, it was the dope cup. It was when I I'm pretty sure Jackson and uh those guys had a booth in there that time too. And it was uh okay. I don't I don't think I don't think the sound was maybe you had something in competition. It was just like uh it was weird, dude, because I I was just waiting in line it was like oh, shit, what's up, dude? And, you want some seeds i'm like yes you know like fuck i did that for a long beans, time yeah. i still have seeds dude yeah it was i uh, still got beans i
1: still got heisman seeds i still have a bunch
0: maybe it was I just the 5, seeds at home maybe that's what i ran the heisman that but it was like big football fucking size purple nugs dude like yeah nice man also tasty
2: tasted good in extract form
0: yeah, yeah. That's what I like. Those were
1: all those those strains were for extract. You know, it was like, and at me for a grower, I never looked at it. Like, okay, I have X amount of pounds. I can get this much money for flour or I might get this much money for oil. It was like I'm growing this to produce oil.
0: Yeah, no I doubt. Wanted, you know, yeah, one extra step to to get that extra loot. Yeah, it's not even about. It's not even
1: about. For me, it wasn't about
0: money the end product, the quality yeah no doubt so like what about the medical market dude like i i still i'm on oha that was the best evening. part well like, dude, you didn't capitalize like,
1: on the medical market that's why i don't feel bad. like that's why i'm cool with not growing it's like in the medical side it was tax-free you know you like you had it was like a good healthy competition there wasn't Things like fucking STEM holdings or Nectar Corporations, like just trying to just bully things out. It's like you either had good product and you could talk your way into a shop or you didn't. Yeah. So, I mean, Human Collective. Yeah. Uh, my girl partner did the intake stuff. My boy Toby and my boy Lance was like a part of Human Collective. And so we just took turns doing that. I did the intake for a long time. But. I started losing money because I was sitting in the fucking shop and I couldn't move my own product. I was like, I gotta get out of here.
0: Yeah, Lance, he was a cool cat, too. I I missed uh, Denise. I didn't like Don so much. I read he got his card taken away. I I guess Denise got (laughs) one in court or whatever, but it's like getting him to pay up or whatever is a different (laughs) Nice. That fool was
1: always hard to pay anything
0: yeah man and it just uh after a couple of weeks i saw what it was and i was like that's why that guy left <laughs> you know what i mean i'm like <laughs> like i totally was like fuck and then i just started thinking the same thing like i need to find a place to fucking do at least 48 just just get down and make it happen you know so it just uh you were inspiration to me for real bro
1: good man i'm glad i'm glad we've been able to keep in contact and follow and do shit and watch stuff so that's yeah, cool yeah
0: yeah and uh well like on the oha thing too it's like it's required now if you're a medical grow, even for i think six plants you have to get written permission from the property owner in order to cultivate if so if, own you, if you don't own, yeah so if you don't own your house you can't grow and I'm like fuck that is here's, so whack man
1: here's the here's the thing about that is like 15 years ago I never gave a fuck about any permission about growing
0: yeah yeah <laughs> hell no not at all but now it's like yo if you oh, have no. a card and no, this is no. your gross you have to turn in this it's like they're whittling away let me tell everyone I'm
2: growing weed
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's 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 getting harder and harder to grow your own if you're a patient. Rocks. I know, right? Like,
2: is, is like thirty people gonna know just for this simple obligation? Yeah, kind of ridiculous. Um, just I don't know. I mean, I get it. Or Oregon's trying to keep everything tight knits but um, I don't know. Just like uh, the the fact that. Um, you know medical growers have to like report you know use metric do a bunch of shit that makes it basically like really not worth their while unless they have a ton of patients still it's just like and i i will say it i I might have said it before but uh you can fuck right off to the people that um that kind of disguise the the can the recreational movement as something that would protect medical, or you know, or wouldn't even touch medical, or you know, had had no language about medical. What yeah. uh, his name, his last name is, but Anthony, uh, one of the main <laughs> writers of it.
0: You have uh, said that before, Will. Yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep.
2: again. No fucks given. He can fuck right off. He fucked the medical communica- community. Uh, wrote laws against it. Um, there's no room for this shit, and I'm not willing to let uh assholes like that slide.
1: Yeah, what do they? They make they been people like four or five hundred bucks yeah. to renew their card. Yeah, Dude, yeah. And you know that was yeah. that
2: whole move for him was financial. That was you know he he went from being a medical advocate of like yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a patient. I've been in the industry for a bit. I've been advocating for a bit. Oh wow, you got a bit of money for me to 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 kind of just end the medical program.
0: Cool, I'm all in and Bash that's exactly
2: out. what he did and sold out. He can fuck right off
0: <laughs> Goddamn right, will, God damn yeah. right. Amen. No, I don't hold back on this shit i you know. I I appreciate your honesty the most, Will. Uh it's very Katie Kane of you. Usually I'm that asshole talking the shit. I yeah, and, and and I'll admit it feels, this guy it feels is feels good. Like I don't I've not <laughs> met this guy personally, but he's
2: a soft person. So he's the kind of person that like he's got his Instagram, he probably wouldn't even respond to like any hatred against him. He's soft because yes. he knows that he he chose you know his own profits versus like doing what's right uh he's a soft motherfucker
0: yeah. um and Un- yeah unethical uh, business practices from like there. i've said before
2: i can't remember his last name
0: anthony Weiner. and then yeah
2: anthony Weiner, it was, <laughs> i don't know if that's even the name probably not the name but it, and it was a while ago too you know i mean like this is like we're talking about like you know two to three years ago now when it was first uh, recreationally legalized, but he completely sold out no people, doubt. and yeah, he's an asshole, and for that,
0: he probably works for
2: a company like Kaya Shack. But I don't give a shit.
0: Word, yeah, the uh man, that's my homie Josh left Kaya Shack to grow hemp. Man, I was like, good for you, dude. Um. What, uh, what else do you want to talk about, Sasan? Is there any other stuff that you want uh, to discuss? Like, we, we reached an hour already. I don't, I don't know if you have a place to go, but if you want to keep talking, please do, sir. Oh, man, no. I mean, I was I'm was actually kind of nervous
1: just to do this. So I didn't know what I was going to talk about, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually pretty stoked that you guys invited me on the show. we got to chop it up. I mean, yeah, there's so man. much stuff about cannabis. I'm always learning new stuff about cannabis, too, like every day.
0: Same. That's that's what I miss about being up there, too, is like the product knowledge down here. Like 10% of what it is in Oregon. And I, I miss that sense of community where people are actually growing. People have presses at their house that they're making rosin with. You know, like, homies are just doing shit and, and handing shit around. Like, homies would give each other shit. It's like, yo, is this from this year, check it out, check it out, check it out. Here you go. And it, it just that uh, doesn't happen down here. There's not as much going on, you know. So I, I miss it a lot. I, I want to be back in the next one. Well, hopefully, uh, 2020, we'll see you back up here. Yeah, man, it's, it's going down. It's going down. It was a good week. <laughs> I'm definitely um, planning on Spokane. I uh I got some seeds I want to run. Um, shout out to Pollination Elite Genetics, man. Super cool cat. Um, dude, you. yeah. Is there is there anything else you want to talk about, dude? Like now nah, you want you want to wrap it up? Is that good enough? Like, are you are you satisfied I mean, with that? Can we can we have you maybe. back in the future to to talk? Yeah, some- for sure.
2: <laughs>
0: for sure, I'll be back in the future. Tight. Yeah, man. I feel like uh, this was a super dope interview, and I'm glad you came on the show too. Man. Yeah, man. Thank you guys uh, yeah, for having man. me. Thank you, thanks, man. Yeah, Will yeah, let yeah. me
1: invade his, his home here, yes, sir. Yeah. Thanks for hosting, Will. I was Live like, oh, from wait. Portland. You know, it's the yeah. first time hey. we've done
2: it. Yeah. I was, group I was like, group yeah. chat with the the guests. Super or, you cool. know, like at least the the guest on on one camera frame.
0: Well, yeah, because like that's the the goal too. Is like uh, I can be in Portland like once a month to to visit my kid and everything. So yeah, that's well, why you need to. Just, hopefully, no, we, you can need do, to... we can. Yeah, we can do it in the same place at the same time. Yep, right?
2: I, I know you're looking at Spokane and I'm sure it's a good spot for you. I'd be stoked if you moved back there, but I move like, back to Portland, bro. I, we'll I do like it Spokane.
0: up. No doubt. I, we'll I make apply. a studio here every weekend. I I still up apply. And go i still apply for jobs out there man uh jackson tagged me in a job for geek farms but it was just laboring for 14 an hour and i'm like i can't i can't move back no there. that's not it's especially where they're hey,
2: located white labels hiring
0: I'll, 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 Is it? I'll, I'll hit them up i'll hit them up administrative
2: so, assistant and yeah it, it it seemed like like i don't know it seems like things that people you know like general cannabis experience would be you know
0: yeah. Pretty, pretty I,
2: well used for it.
0: Yeah. I got game. I got weed game and I got office game. Like, I'm, I went to college <laughs> and shit. I can, I can type <laughs> shit up. And and all, if you
1: want to have a serious Here's cannabis jobs is if you want to take it seriously, you have to. It's more than just, it's more than just like knowing cannabis is you have to know, like, you have to be able to follow SOPs. You got to be able to yeah. edit Google spreadsheets.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: you got to be. You know, if you want to have a job that is, you know, be able to be okay with handling cash.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. And, and there's all kinds
1: of different things, I think, that people overlook when it comes to, like, working yeah. in cannabis outside of being, like, a butt tender or, like, trimmer or something, like, entry.
0: And I did all that shit, too, for 10 bucks an hour when it was medical, Sasan. I typed up fucking SAPs know. and all that shit. So, that's why I'm just like, man i I need more than that i know, I know what sure. i'm doing you know like like I you know i remember uh it was d's at natural wonders he was tripping because he had they had an inspection or something he's like fuck i don't have these and dude i'm gonna email these to you just copy and paste like read it and change whatever you need to he was just like yeah oh, fuck thanks man i'm like dude it's all good bro don't trip man don't trip it's all good it's word yeah <laughs> Again, Um, thank you for having me on the show. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, We appreciate it, man. Uh, Will, is there anything else that you want to add? I think that's it. Okay, cool, man. I'm going to go ahead and do my outro dance, ladies and gentlemen. This was the 29th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I was your host, KDM Kane. With me was my co-host, Will Turk. I got to give a shout out to our guest. Sasan DeCordy from Sweet Life Distro. He did an excellent job, man. It was good talking to you. We're gonna have you back in the future. Excellent interview. Um, I'll send you the links, dude. Once I got them for Spotify, YouTube will post pretty pretty immediately, but Spotify is Tuesday, I think. I'll send it. So uh, I also got to give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. Yeah. This has been a Main Node and Joseph Street Enterprise production.